Hello and welcome to the Decrypting Crypto Podcast. It's December 21st, 2023. And this is Off Chain, your weekly recap of the biggest stories in the crypto space. I'm Matthew House Barbie, and as always, I'm here with Austin Knight. How are you doing, Austin? I'm doing great, Matt. Uh, I became a bonk billionaire this morning. Ah, <laughs> excellent. Wonderful. What are you doing chatting to me then? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he won it back in one trade. Uh, there's this like, is this recoup the 2017 and uh, 2021 losses yet? Are we still waiting? Oh, yeah. Uh, we're, you know, still got a little ways to go uh, before I can <laughs> dig myself out of this hole. <laughs> I saw no, a really but all, good... All, all, go uh, ahead, all jokes aside, aside it's, uh, it's great to see, you know, yet another dog meme coin rise to the top. <laughs> oh, yeah. True utility, right? This is what we've been waiting for. Um, I'm sure the Bonk ETF will be a really bullish uh, bullish play <laughs> and next year. I saw a great tweet that kind of sums up um, more my trading behavior on shitcoins. Uh, and it was like some, someone had like shared a screenshot, I think from like the Phantom Wallet, and it had just like um, a $200,000 portfolio value in it. And um, he was he, the 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 tweet that he shared with it was like, yeah, just feel really blessed to 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 be kind of like in in the midst of this blow run. Can't quite believe I've been able to land a um, a portfolio this size, and I only put in five hundred k to begin with. Uh, it's just like <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, it's like yep, that is that's meme coins for you, but it yeah, has been yeah. you, you know I. I mean, obviously, just like meme coins are dumb. I think everyone knows they're dumb. Uh, well, I hope so. But it is a, like a super bullish signal when they're they're rallying, altcoins are rallying, and just you know, Bitcoin, ETH. I mean, Solana and the Solana ecosystem. I think I looked today, and uh, it was like 80, 87 bucks. I think like three or four days ago. It was in like yeah. 70 bucks, 69 bucks kind of range. It's been really, really rallying. And yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk today a little bit about some of the, the free money. It, you know, it's the holiday period. Uh, airdrops. It is officially airdrop season. And uh, I've been digging deep into, into the weeds on some of this. I'll be sharing some specific uh airdrop opportunities what you can expect and what people are speculating on right now um of course you got to play safe got to play safe in these uh in these mean streets but there's a lot of fun uh, to to be had i think over the coming month ahead let's get into it man good let's times. do it i'm pumped i'm ready let's go It is officially Solana airdrop season. Um, I've been doing the rounds on Twitter. I've been in the Discord channels. I've been in the deepest, darkest Telegram channels so that you, thankfully, our dear listener, do not have to. And uh, I'm just going through everything. And I wanted to share a few protocols that I've, I've got my eyes on, some of them that I've known for a long time, some of them that are relatively fresh, and just sharing what's going on in the airdrop space and a little bit of thinking around how you might want to consider playing 
the airdrops. Um, believe me, I have been in and around uh, a lot of airdrops since probably the, the ICO boom of 2017 and learned some hard lessons in how to not play airdrop season. So we can share a little bit about this, but Austin, I don't know if you've seen some of this crazy stuff happening with the Solana phone um, recently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, one of the, I think I saw, I don't know if it's like a wash trade type thing, but it's like one of them sold for like $7,000, but there's definitely been several selling for like $5,000. I'm pretty sure the retail price was like, what was it, 600 bucks? Um, mm-hmm. Well, the reason behind all of this, if, uh, you listening, you don't realize why people are buying these on eBay for like 5,000 bucks, is that Saga Pass holders, that's the soulbound NFT that you get when you buy one of these Solana phones, they are just being given a bunch of airdrops. Um, so initially, they were given 30 million bonk tokens. You may have heard of bonk. It's kind of a big deal now. Uh a billion dollar plus market cap meme coin. Um, well, those those initial bonk airdrop tokens are now worth $550. Um, so that's around the original price of the actual phone. So I think somewhere in the region of like 1500 bucks worth of airdrops so far have been, um, have been delivered just if you own a Solana phone. These can be claimed retroactively, which is just wild um and a nice fun fact in my uh just incredible ability to fumble stuff like this <laughs> uh keen listeners may remember me mentioning that i put down my deposit for a solana phone back in 2022 uh, much to austin's dismay at the time well <laughs> i got my I got my initial like um, saga pass, which was like the deposit kind of pass that, that you needed. And uh, I was playing around with a new feature in my phantom wallet, which allowed you to burn spam NFTs. And I was like, yeah, we're going to do some housekeeping here. And one of those NFTs that I decided to burn forever by accident was my saga pass, which meant not only did I not get a phone, but I forfeited all of the airdrops and still paid the deposit for the phone of like 200 bucks or whatever it was. So I think all round a really solid performance by me there as usual. So with that credibility building story in mind, I'm now going to tell you how to play this in exactly the same way. Um, So... If, here's a bit of advice before I get into like some of the airdrops. And I just want to call out, right, none of the things I'm mentioning are like endorsements. I'll also just remind everyone listening, we have never taken sponsorship from crypto projects for the podcast. We don't run ads. We will not ever do that. We would never mention a project for cash, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No affiliation, no affiliate deals, nothing. Um... Now, if you are farming airdrops, right, typically, if you're kind of new to the game, uh, what happens is protocols will just airdrop you um, tokens for free if you have, nine times out of ten, used their protocol prior to them launching a token. So there's lots of different ways that you can kind of go about this, and there's 
kind of two different types of airdrop that I would typically say. One is the kind of more grind-driven airdrop, where it's like, it doesn't really matter how much you actually spend on the on the protocol, right? It's just how much activity are you doing? Are you like logging in each day? Are you playing games on the pro on, on the, the the gaming like blockchain, whatever it is? Are you doing like NFT transactions? Are you doing like a bunch of different stuff? Are you been on the test net, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes you in the Discord doing like quests and all of this other stuff. That's not really the game I play. I, I don't have the time for, for that. Um, there's plenty of opportunities if you want to do that. But typically what I will focus on is when it's more about volume, um, where you have had assets on the platform, whether you are doing things like being a liquidity provider or there's like trading volume that, that you're doing on the on the platform. So typically what I just try to do and what I recommend is if you're going for that kind of volume play, is I just try to use stable coins for liquidity provision. Uh, provision. So I'll like be a liquidity provider into some stable coin pools. Means I don't get like in permanent loss. I'm not buying some random token on the on the protocol that I'm kind of farming that could go wildly down in price. Um, and then the most important thing: do not fall in love with your airdrop. My advice is, sure, the airdrop token may go up at some point. Sell it. Just as soon as you get it, sell it. Usually what happens is airdrops happen, they get sold the hell out of, and if it has some legs to it, it might have like a second round where it dips down and then um, we'll, we'll have another leg up to reach a higher high. I Just don't overthink it. Sell it all. You've got it for free. Take profits and run. If you want to get back in, wait for the dip, buy that, and then you get some exposure. But make sure you take profits. Um, so the, the first one on the list is Jupiter, which I actually love this uh, this this protocol. I'm not sure, Austin, how much you, you've played around in the Solana space over, over the years. I'm, I'm not sure if that's ever been a been a spot where you've you've played around not really uh so tell me all about it <laughs> yeah so so i in the last kind of bull run i was never a huge fan of solana i'll be completely honest and the past uh th this kind of rally and this airdrop season gave me another reason to just jump back in i think one of the best things uh, actually about solana is the phantom wallet which now is on ETH and a bunch of, uh, and it's just actually added support for Bitcoin as well. Um, it's such a great wallet, such a great experience. The nice thing about Solana is I think it's much more kind of uh, non-crypto native friendly. Everything just happens lightning quick. Um, sure, you get a load of outages on the, the network over the years, but you know we're, we're starting to see that that's happening everywhere. But Jupiter has been around for a long time. It's... Um, it's a. It's become kind of like a, a self-sustaining ecosystem. It it looks like it's a decentralized exchange. It's actually not. It's like a, an aggregator of of liquidity across different exchanges, somewhat similar to One Inch or Paraswap or something like that, um, on ETH. But it also has a bunch of other features they've um, launched. So you can have like a DCA feature where, like, let's just say you just drop in, like I don't know. 
thousand bucks of um, USDC and it'll just DCA you in on whatever cadence, like each week buy a hundred bucks worth of Solana and you can just set it and forget it. It has a perps exchange, stuff like that. But the they've announced that the Jupiter token is going to be here in January. Phase one of the airdrop set. Uh, there'll be four phases. If you've ever used Solana, you'll likely be eligible for at least, I think, like 200 tokens. Um, so you probably have a small allocation in there. Um, if you want to, so you, you kind of like the first drop is already locked in. For the second one, I think it's probably worth just doing a few swaps on the Jupiter Exchange, maybe use their DCA feature. And with really great caution, you could play around with their perps. Remember, that's leverage trading. So really, really do be careful there. If you don't know what you're doing, don't do that. Um, they're likely to be kind of giving out token allocations based on trading volume and, and the, the number of features used. But of all the, the Solana airdrops, I actually think this is going to be the one that has the highest potential assuming we stay in bullish territory to not just tank on uh, the airdrop price, uh, sorry, on the airdrop launch. I think this is actually a great protocol and uh, should be a really, really cool um, and lots of hype around it. So that's the first one. The next one is Parcel. Um, and I've been playing around here. This is a real world asset perps exchange. It's kind of somewhat complicated to explain, but by and large, right, the, the summary here is you can kind of go long or short the real estate in cities where they have markets to basically speculate on the real estate prices around the world. And it's kind of cool. Um, I don't love it, but it's it's an interesting concept. And I think real world assets are going to be a huge narrative over the next um, 12 months anyway, which if you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard me talk about a lot before. They have actually been around for quite a while, but they are gearing up to, to launch a token now since launching V3 of their protocol. They have a point system, which has now become very, very popular, where they'll use this to determine token allocation. So you can just be a, a liquidity provider. This is what I'm doing. You just provide USDC. So you have a 30-day lockup and then you're free to withdraw after that. And you're basically being the liquidity provider for um, all of these different markets. You are exposed to traders PL. So if traders on the platform make an overall loss, which when I was looking today, they are making a loss, you'll make a gain on your, your LP. If they make a, a profit, then it comes out of the liquidity pool, right? So you shouldn't ever get too crazy, but you, it's worth going out. You could make a gain or a loss on your overall contribution. So make sure you um, bear that in mind. You get a 5% bonus if you're referred in by someone. You just type in their code um, and 10% of the points of anyone that you refer. They also have like a, an NFT collection. It's a homeowner association. Homeowner association. Uh, you get a 20% points boost. I don't own any of those. I, I'm trying to stay out of the NFT space for, for a while. It's just a bit of a black hole, but <laughs> I, I just, uh, there's, there's enough. There's enough here. Um, but you know, I, I know a bunch of people are, uh, have been speculating in that place. Um, and also trading volume accounts for points as well. Again, it's perps. It's quite complex. So if you don't understand like trading, like derivatives like that, um, just just bear that in mind. Um, but that's a nice, nice little way. And I don't think it's too crowded, actually. Um, so could could be a nice spot to just set it and forget it. I often just keep a pool of stable coins just that I rotate around 
um, that are exclusively for farming tokens like this. So we've got Parcel, we've got Jupiter. Two more, really, on the Solana ecosystem that I want to call out that are going to be the biggest ones. Just a note, there will be loads more. But these are the ones that I've I've kind of uh, at least got exposure to. Um, so Camino is um, another one, and Margin Fi is the is the other. These two are very similar, so I'll explain them together. They're basically lending protocols, kind of like an Ave, but on Solana. They got point systems. Basically, you get points for both lending and borrowing. More weight on the borrow side. Uh, so the more volume that you lend or borrow, the more points you get. The, the, this one is actually getting a little crowded, but to be honest, what I just do here is I just lend stable coins and you get like, I don't know, like a 4% yield uh, on that. And then you can borrow against it. I literally just like borrowed uh, some Solana using my stable coins as collateral. Important using stable coins as collateral because they don't fluctuate in price. So you're less likely to get a margin call there. And I just do it at a really low loan-to-value ratio. So I've just literally got a small amount, very small amount in each of these protocols, just farming some points. Then I'll pull everything out, sell the airdrops, and be on my way out of that ecosystem as as, as quickly as possible. Because while these are interesting, I don't think they're groundbreaking in, in any way, to be completely honest. Uh so those are the big ones in Solana. There's a few others that I think outside of this that I am kind of excited about that I've been keeping my eye on that you can dig into. Starknet is, you know, one of, has been one of the most talked about protocols um, in, you know, the recent years with their um, zero knowledge, uh, ZK Sark um, kind of technology that's a roll up into the Ethereum blockchain. They've announced the airdrop for January for their stock token. I, I think the snapshot's already been taken for that, but what we'll probably see is when that token launches, all of a sudden a load of the protocols on there are going to be launching tokens and doing airdrops, usually the way this works. I think Jedi Swap is one of the biggest and will most likely do a token, to be honest. Um, I provided some liquidity there back in November and just in stable coins and pulled them out in, in December. So we'll see. Maybe there's something there. I would hold off until the, the token launches and see what happens there. ZK Sync is probably been the biggest bet I've been making. I, I've actually been providing liquidity on Sync Swap, which is the largest DEX on uh, ZK Sync for quite some time now, uh, a little over a year. It's... I think we probably see the ZK Sync drop happen in 2024. We've been waiting years for that one. Um, but uh, nothing's confirmed on that one. Um, almost certainly the most hyped and biggest airdrop that will happen, if this happens in 2024, will be Eigenlayer. That is the restaking platform. Um, so if you have any staked ETH, you can restake it on Eigenlayer. Um, we'll probably do a whole episode on, on Eigenlayer because it's a fascinating protocol. Um, you get eigenpoints. I, I have ETH restake there that I've had since its launch. I, re I really love Eigenlayer and what they're building. I think restaking is going to be a big narrative next year. And similarly, uh, EtherFi is, a, is another protocol similar to like a Lido and others. It's a liquid staking protocol. It has a point system. They don't have a token yet. So if you're staking some ETH there, you'll accrue points. You also accrue Eigenlayer points as well, so a little bit more. And on the similar vein as the liquid staking tokens, there is Swell, 
Um, they've just recently been added to Eigenlayer staking protocol, so you can accrue points there too. And the last one feels like an age that we've been waiting for this one. But if uh, Social Fire becomes kind of a, a narrative next year, I'm unsure if it will be, then maybe Lens Protocol will, will finally drop a Lens token. If you haven't already picked up a uh, Lens handle, go go do that. It's a decentralized social network. Been on there for quite a while. It's kind of interesting. I feel like they've kind of lost their way recently. But just this one just doesn't really require capital. Just a bit of time. Go play around on the social networks. So a crap ton of of stuff to take a little look at. I'll just summarize the the list of protocols I mentioned. We got Jupiter, Parcel, Camino, and Marginfi. They're all on Solana. Then outside of Solana, we got Starknet, ZK Sync, Eigenlayer, Etherfi, Swell, and Lens Protocol. If you don't make some free money there, you're never gonna. Uh, so there, <laughs> there we are. Just play safe. Matt. Don't get greedy. Remember, whenever you're doing stuff like this, it's usually that these protocols are in the earliest stages of their development. Don't go and ape in 100k into like some of these like brand new protocols. This should be a very, very small amount of your dry powder that you just throw in there and it's mercenary capital and then you get it out and do it with stables, not with anything that's volatile. Whew. So Matt, you just met you mentioned a ton of protocols here. Yeah. I I have to ask a question that I think probably a lot of the audience is thinking, which is just on a practical level. You know, you're you're putting capital and assets and bets, if you want to call it that, into mm. all of these different scattered protocols. How are you keeping track of this stuff? I, I feel like writing your yeah. will and tracking down all of your stuff is going to be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I that is actually a big consideration for me. I hate having like stuff getting too messy. I, you know, funnily enough, actually, like um, my wife and I maintain a like, um a like a financial uh inventory google doc and i keep it regularly updated with like details of where we have crypto in particular because of stuff like this but i i mentioned loads of things but what i typically do here is i won't keep thing keep uh, funds in many of these protocols for very long. The moment that I know that like a snapshot's been taken, I get the stuff straight out. And what I'll have is mm -hmm. I'll just have a pool of stable coins, right? And I'll be like, okay, <clears throat> usually if I take profit and I pull things into stable coins, it just goes into my like either sideline stable coin fund uh, and then a portion of or a portion of that I'll use for just like you know, airdrop farming. So I'll do the same thing across each of these. But typically the way this will work is I like stuff where I get like more bang for my buck. So I mentioned Eigenlayer and Etherfy. Well, Etherfy is just like a Lido or a rocket pool. So I just stake my ETH with, with them. Not all of my ETH, but I, I stake a portion of the, the ETH that's like my long-term hold ETH with Etherfy. And they automatically restake that on eigenlayer so it's like okay one asset does the job of like those two for me and i really like those two protocols anyway so i'm like great same with uh zk sync zk sync is like the the layer two blockchain i just have like a few thousand usdc that's just providing liquidity on sync swap the biggest decks that should do the job for me like i just keep it there and 
you know, it's earning like a 7% yield. Like it's just, you know, it's just sitting doing nothing really just on there. And that's typically the way that I'll do this. I just park stable coins there. And then on like a practical level, I think the key thing for a lot of this is because these are somewhat new protocols a lot of the time, you do have to stay up to date with what's happening. So I actually, I'm looking at my, my, uh, my, my MacBook, well, my monitor right now, and I have a Chrome tab that just says airdrops. And it just has mm-hmm. each of the protocols and their like portfolio page or whatever page that's relevant that's just sitting there. And I just check that once a day. And then I have a group uh, of, um, I join all the Discord channels and I group them together in like an airdrops group in my Discord. And I just set up alerts on their announcements channel. Because if they announce anything that makes me be like, "Mm, not so sure about this, I immediately get out. Because I'm like, you know, this is never worth anything weird. But typically I spend a lot of time just thinking about, all right, if I'm making a more sizable bet, which I've done with ZK Sync, it's more that I actually believe it's a long-term big narrative play that I would maybe consider investing in in the future but when it's just like some of the solana stuff where i'll be the first to admit this is not like long-term plays just short-term stuff i'm not putting a lot in and i'm trying not to make it too complicated there you have it folks some very practical advice from matt (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get out of airdrop stuff and we will jump into some uh some some slightly more grown-up talk at least (laughs) all right let's jump straight in well matt i'm i'm very proud to say that i have resisted the temptation to mention sbf and ftx one last time before i'm proud i'm I'm actually proud of you austin i have yeah you know it's uh i'm in a program you know i'm recovering (laughs) But I am going to talk about Doquan. <laughs> oh, okay. do, do I need to call your sponsor? Is, is that what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, our second favorite person, Doquan. <laughs> um, well, if you've been following uh, Doquan, he is—he's uh, a notorious figure in the space. And actually, you know, a little over a year ago, we were talking about him a lot more than we are now. Uh, quite a big personality. Uh, ha- has a, a track record of imploding people's money <laughs> more than once. Um, <laughs> but his most recent one is that he was the Luna Terra founder. And you'll recall that collapsed in May of 2022 and wiped out billions of dollars from the crypto market in a matter of days. And it actually led to the market contagion that we've experienced since, which you know led all the way up to the, uh, the 3AC collapse. It led to um, you know, everything that's that happened with FTX, great, one of the greatest financial frauds and collapses in history. So Doquan uh, has rightfully earned his notoriety and hate <laughs> amongst <laughs> the community. Um, now, following all of this, uh, th- th- these, these financial troubles and collapses, Doquan faced charges in the U.S. and in his home country of South Korea. Um, In the U.S., he's facing criminal fraud charges from federal prosecutors in New York and a civil lawsuit by the SEC. In South Korea, he's facing charges of financial crimes, including fraud, violations of capital market laws, manipulating transaction volumes using trader bots, and 
bribery. And uh, it, since then, he's actually been in the middle of a jurisdictional battle between the two countries. It's been quite interesting to watch. Uh, just recently, I believe it was last month, his extradition was approved by a Montenegro court. So we know that he's going to be extradited. The question was when and where? Well, he first needed to serve a four-month sentence for document forgery in Montenegro after he was caught trying to leave the country on a false passport. Woo! Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now it looks like he may be extradited to the U.S. So uh, the Wall mm. Street Journal just recently broke a story that Montenegro's justice minister, Andre Milovic, privately said that he plans to send Doquan to the U.S. rather than to South Korea. Uh, this is really interesting to me because I think he would face harsher punishments in South Korea than in the U.S., but I think that U.S. regulators have been a little bit more keen and insistent. Uh, maybe yeah. that would be you know, some, some of the logic behind this, but they actually talked to the head of the South Korean investigative team, Don Sung Han, who said that, quote, we think investigating the case in South Korea would be the most effective way of bringing justice to investors. And then he went on to say that Do Kwon would likely face the longest jail term for a financial crime in South Korea's history. Now, wow. I, I think there's no reason why we couldn't do these things consecutively. Uh, but it's interesting to see that he's potentially going to be taking a trip to New York first. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I actually just saw just before we were coming on to record the show. So you may not have even seen this. Uh, a mm -hmm. story broke. I don't actually know. I think maybe it was Bloomberg that broke the story. But a court in the British Virgin Islands um, actually have frozen three eight, the Three Arrows Capital founders uh, $1 billion in assets. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. So when you think about, okay, if, if, if Do Kwon is going to be kind of uh, involved in some of this uh, stuff with uh, a lot of the courts and we've got three AC crew, like having a, a billion dollars of assets, it feels like the, the entire kind of the, the 2021 kind of scam brigade are all getting some, uh, some of their comeuppance now. Uh, I, I, I feel. Yeah, finally. Um, mm. which is, you know, it, it's taken some time, but it's good to see that with every day, it's more and more likely that some form of justice is going to be carried out here. So it'll be interesting to follow what's, what happens with Do Kwon. What, what I thought was super interesting is, you know, we're talking about the 2021 crew here. Let's talk about the 2023 crew when whatever that is. <laughs> um, so a, a few hours after this story broke, a federal judge banned CZ from Binance uh, from leaving the United States. Uh, yeah. So you may recall, he's currently awaiting sentencing on criminal charges related to anti-money laundering violations. It's likely going to take months for him to receive that sentencing. And, and he pled guilty to all yeah. of that stuff. That was something we, we covered um, a few weeks ago. That was, I mean, I think a bit of a a surprising thing to see, especially with, you know, how loud he is on Twitter. Um, yep. But he he's facing 10 to 18 months in prison under federal. Which is incredible. Guidance. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. 10 to 18 months for violating AML 
like uh like and and the scale at which it happened you got to feel like this has got to be the uh the the plea deal of the of the century to to get just that amount of time uh in sentencing i mean we'll see where it nets yeah. out but it seems to be consensus that that's going to be the case yeah yeah um now cz was planning on returning to the uae during that several month period where he's awaiting his criminal sentencing. Um, and it actually had gotten approved. But then a U.S. district judge, Richard Jones, reversed that decision and said, quote, the court agrees with the government that this is an unusual case. The defendant has enormous wealth and property abroad and no ties to the United States. So the U.S. district judge has banned CZ from leaving the U.S. while he awaits his sentencing. Now, mm. I think this kind of makes sense because if you consider the fact that the U.S. and the UAE don't have any extradition treaties, um, oh, and also, yeah, yeah, so so CZ could head out to the UAE and and not really be extradited back, and also, you know, he's got. I, I think that his bond was like 170 million dollars. $179 million, maybe plus $5 million in additional assets that he put in. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't an inconsequential amount of money, but it was actually like, it's something that he could absorb uh, g- yeah. given his, his net worth. Um, also the way that bonds and bail happen in, in the United States means that he wouldn't entirely absorb that all on his own. Right. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> And then you you compile onto that the fact that he's very publicly hating Seattle right now. <laughs> Wait, he doesn't love. Surely he loves the weather. That must make him feel like at home, right? It would certainly make oh me gosh. feel at home. Uh, the Seattle weather would. Yeah, yeah, I know it would make you feel at home, but I think CZ would be hating the the British weather too, Matt. I hate. To yes, break but it's a fair you. point. It's a fair point. Why is yeah, he in Seattle? Um, does he is, is there like? is he does he have to stay in seattle do we know like or like can I, he not I, just travel I, a little bit down yeah. to california maybe and you know have a little <laughs> bit more sun it's like cc take take a road trip down the pch dude you'll love it <laughs> you will it will change your mind you'll be asking for yeah. an even larger sentence after that i just want to <laughs> stay here forever uh no yeah i could have guessed he would not really like seattle um yeah, i mean i love yeah, seattle i just don't think it's the fit for him <laughs> oh yeah i mean uh look you know i i uh i would have a hard time with seattle too purely for the weather but he he had this uh this hilarious tweet of like a picture of a salad and he was saying you know i i recognize that a low calorie diet is like better for your health uh luckily for me this salad was so bad i only ate half of it <laughs> <laughs> Now, complaining about Seattle cuisine, that is a, that is a new one. I, I would say oh, yeah. one, of, one of the things that I felt was a redeeming quality uh, <laughs> of Seattle every time I went there was the cuisine. So CZ, dude, you got to get out of there, man. Uh, if yeah. you can't go to the UAE, at least freaking come down here to Texas and have some brisket with us. <laughs> he's, well, you know, he's he's really missing his team of private chefs, I imagine. Um, it's, it's, it's probably uh, yes. the, the real issue here. Well, it's um yeah, I'm sure we're going to have more news on on that and um we'll see what happens with some of the the developments happening with 3AC and uh, Doquan. But it it feels like all of that which has been kind of hanging over the 
the the crypto industry obviously with um he whose name we shall not speak uh <laughs> we, we we're kind of getting a little bit of closure or close to closure on all of this we can kind of start a new chapter hopefully hopefully in early january with uh with a nice delicious slice of bitcoin etf um oh, yeah. and we'll wrap up there austin uh we're both going to be uh, out for a little bit. Well, I'm, I'm going to be traveling, so we'll probably have a couple of weeks off, but here's my here's my bet. The next episode that we record in January is going to be the Bitcoin ETF approval episode. Ooh. I've said it now. Oh, and I'll just, I'll also call out, we can't just wait to re- to record another episode until it happens. <laughs> it will, I have my, my bet here, je- between January 8th and 10th, this thing's this thing is getting accepted, and we are riding riding to the moon. It's going to be beautiful. It brings a tear to my eye in thinking about it, Austin. And what could possibly <laughs> go wrong? What could possibly Woo! go? Wrong? <laughs> I love the predictions, Matt. We'll see you in January. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, with the receipts, no no doubt. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, Austin, hope you have a wonderful time of the holidays, and we're wishing the same for all of our all of our wonderful listeners. And we'll be back at it for another year in the crypto space. And I, for one, could not be happier. Yeah, see you in twenty twenty four. Let's hope it's not a twenty twenty two. Don't say it, Austin. Don't say it. <laughs> see you then. <laughs> The contents of the Decrypting Crypto podcast should not be used and are not intended as investment advice. Please do your own due diligence before making any investment, cryptocurrency or otherwise.